Hello, everyone. My name is Kenton DeYoung, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Dylan Fairman. Yo. And this is Unsolved Canadian Mysteries. I sounded like I was like from a different country there. Yo. <laughs> Do they say that in Switzerland or Germany? I don't know how they say yo. Yo. <laughs> kind of sounds Germanic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> so, last time on the podcast, we were talking about what to do for your birthday special. Yes. And I wanted to do, uh, not this, but... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do anything but this one that you forced me to do. Yes, yes. But we're doing it because it's your birthday. Well, a little bit after, but that's okay. Okay. So, in this podcast, like, I knew the story a little bit, and yeah. I decided to dig into it, and I didn't realize how many rabbit holes come out of the story. Are you serious? It's crazy. Cool. Okay. Well, there you go. So, it's like, I will do my best to simplify it, because it can okay. go crazy otherwise. Oh, man. I can only imagine. If you're saying this after all the stories we've gone through so far, and the amount of rabbit holes in those, yes. and you're you're saying, you, he's giving a special warning... <laughs> At the beginning of this one for the quantity of rabbit holes. Yes. I I found many websites, many sources, videos, document like all the things about this. There's even I don't know if I mentioned it, a TV series ongoing about it. So it's just about this. Yes. Wow. It's it's ongoing. And, and I nothing. Nothing? Nothing at all. Okay. This is the mystery of Oak Island. Oak Island. That sounds cool. Have you I heard like, of it? No. Oh, it is wild. Dude. I'm not sure exactly when the events occurred, mm -hmm. but we know it happened after 1701. Captain Kidd, the pirate. Captain Kidd. Yeah. <laughs> he died. He buried the treasure. Now, it's debated if he was if either Captain Kidd or if it was uh, Blackbeard, but Captain Kidd is kind of the one everyone kind of agrees with, so we'll go with Captain Kidd. Right. Okay. And Captain Kidd was a pirate, but he's also a pri pri privateer, mm -hmm. the word, word is. So that's like a a pirate that has been hired by the government to do pirate things. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So it's kind of like in the I think Second World War where the government kind of like funded the gangsters to fight against Nazism in New York. Mm -hmm. It's like that. I see. So they were they were funded that these are funded government funded pirates. But he also did just normal piracy as well. So mm -hmm. he has a bit of a history. So we won't talk too much about him because I didn't look into him. <laughs> but what we do know is that he visited Oak Island a lot. Mm. Mm hmm. And that that is where he's said to have buried his treasure. So one of his crewmates, after Captain Kidd died, one of his crewmates said on his deathbed that Captain Kidd buried, I think it was, 2 million British pounds of wealth on this island. So this is in 17... 2 17, million and 17... Yeah, 1700s. So adjusted for inflation, about a billion dollars. Which is... <laughs> On, on a whole lot of money, right? Yeah. That's a government handouts amount of money. Yeah. Not just sitting in a chest somewhere, right? That's like uh, that's like one of Elon Musk's pants. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's his denim pants. Yes. And that, his pants. Yes. He died in 1701. By 1799, so 100 years later. Things have changed, right? Pirates aren't what they used to be. Yeah. The island isn't used by pirates anymore. Now it's kind of turned turn to more of a farm, right? Daniel McGuinness uh, was on the farm. I think he was the son of the property, the farm owner, or maybe he was the farm, farm owner, doesn't really matter. And he noticed a, quote, depression in the ground. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if this was just like the ground went down or if it was actually like a hole in the ground. But uh, he knew about this story that Captain Kidd had hid this gold on this island. Right. So he got his buddies, uh, John Smith and Anthony Van, Van Gogh, Van, Van Gogh, something like that. John Smith, huh? If John, uh, sorry, these are real names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I believe it. 
<laughs> and they began digging into this depression to see what they could find. Two feet into the ground, uh, they found a layer of flagstone. Do you know what flagstone is? No idea, actually. Yeah, me either. Uh, I look it up. <laughs> look, it, it's like a stone you'd use for like a patio or a sidewalk. It's like artificially made stone meant for like construction. Okay. Not something you'd find two feet underground in a right in depression. Okay. So it kind of gave a hint that there's something here, right? Hmm. So they kept digging down. As they got lower, when they got to the 10 feet mark, they found these oak boards, like oak, um, what are you put oak uh, platforms. Yeah. Like logs or stuff like that kind of pull things together. So something, so I'm put this stuff here, right? 10 feet down. We're pretty deep. Think about a body is usually six feet down. Right. So we're deeper than a grave and we're just getting started. <laughs> this is going to go deep. <laughs> so on these oak uh, boards, they found pick marks, like from pickaxes, they found right. uh, scrapings that someone had built this, obviously, but that someone had done this in recent times. So as they kept going down every 10 feet, they would find more of these oak uh, boards hmm. okay and they went the 10 foot mark they found them 20 foot mark they found them 30 foot mark they found them Ooh. so they're getting deep right man that's so much work yeah like to install that yes <laughs> and then for it to be covered up yeah right like they got down to 30 feet these three guys they're tired right they're working on this for a while now yeah. not a whole lot to show for it except a bunch of wood they gave up because 30 feet's deep i think a grave is six feet i know i know but why is there wood there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. once you, if I find, back then, let's say, if I find wood, 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 why is someone putting it there? There has to be a reason. Yeah. So let's keep on digging. I guess it could be a logistical thing. Like, it is five feet, five times as deep as a grave. Yeah. So you have to haul this dirt up all yeah. the time. I guess so. You need to make, like, some kind of winch. There would have to be at that point, yeah. <laughs> some kind of system to get yeah. the dirt up. So anyway, they gave up. And said, oh, it's too deep. We're done. But this doesn't end because now people are talking about this, right? And everyone's already kind of heard about the story of this treasure. Yeah. So in 1802, which is only three years after they gave up, a company called the Onslow Company came to the island. Mm. And they decided to try their own attempt to find this treasure. Uh, so they continued digging into this hole that they've already started. And again, every 10 feet, they found these blocks of wood. Seriously? Right? Yeah. Wow. They go deeper, deeper, deeper. They find that the 40... The 50, the 60, 70, 80, 90 feet down, still these chunks of wood. What the f- But they find other stuff too. Besides the wood, they find some more flagstone, okay? But they also find uh, layers of charcoal, which is burnt wood. Right. Right? So it's not natural. What well, is natural, but it wouldn't be underground. Then they also found uh, putty, which is natural. Not a big deal, right? Silly putty. Right? Yeah, not silly putty. You can put it in newspapers <laughs> and it no. has the writing. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Okay. And, and this is the weird one, coconut fibers. Coconut fibers would make sense in a tropical place. Oh. Not Nova Scotia. Right. I've never been there, but I assume they don't have palm trees. No. Okay. No, they're, they're like pit potatoes. That's what they kind of grow they, there. They have potato trees. Not potato trees. Oh. <laughs> Just normal potato plants. Oh. So that is a bit of a, what? What, are this, what is this right. doing here? So the wood's weird, especially because they keep going like 90 feet down to find the wood, but still they find coconut fibers. Yeah. So once they get to the 90 feet mark and they're... That's... Really, so deep it is right <laughs> it, like they're far down oh my god something happens and water rushes into this thing and fills it up two-thirds of the way full oh so now it's 30 feet empty and then 60 feet of water yeah water table yeah so after that happened they gave up and walked away okay, fine so now about 50 years later in 1849 another company tries this is the Truro company Truro t-r-u-r-o oh. Truro nice not, not the tasty Mexican treat. No, not the churro. Okay. 
Sorry. It's fine. So they got again down. They went down to the 86 foot mark, mm -hmm. which is almost at the bottom. And again, the tunnel flooded up again. Mm. They done, then dug five holes kind of around it. And one was built uh, to intersect the, the existing hole. And so they went down about 109 feet to intersect it. And then it flooded. So they tried again to go underneath both of those and go from the bottom. Just try and get around whatever was flooding everything. Right. They got to 118 feet down. And then the tunnel collapsed. And whatever was in the first tunnel fell to the bottom of the third tunnel. So now you've gone like much deeper than they could have gone before in that one tunnel. They did this for three years to try and dig these tunnels around this, this thing. Yeah. And, they, and they ran out of funds in 1852. So another failure. So, and you might get the, might get the uh, pattern here. In 1861, another company tried again, yeah. right? Yeah. And this one was called the Oak Island Association. It's a little more like a local place. Mm -hmm. uh, they were able to dig down 86 feet uh, sorry, 88 feet, and they built some additional tunnels around it to 105 feet. But again, they flooded, right? But this time, the oak lumber that had been kind of discovered at first, it had been like flooded and banged around a lot, and it started to collapse. And everything fell into the tunnel, and now it's all on top of whatever treasure was down there. So you have the treasure, whatever else, and then all this wood that collapsed down too. <laughs> So then, in 1862, yeah. they made they got the good idea. How about we try to pump the water out, right? Kind of. I guess. Yeah, I guess they probably had water pumps, right? Like yeah. Hand ones. Anything, right? That's a good idea to try and get it out. But uh, the water, wherever the water was coming from, was so much water that they couldn't pump it out fast enough. Right. They could lower it, but they couldn't stop it from filling up, right? Mm -hmm. But when they were able to lower it, they were able to find some of the tools from the previous companies that had tried, right? So they knew that they were in the right spot. Right. They weren't just digging in a in a hole for no reason. Yeah. So then they looked into maybe sealing where the water came from. And the idea was that the water came from Smith's Cove, which is like, because the island's very small, surrounded by a lot of the low coves. And that was the idea they had that the water was coming from the cove, seeping through the rocks, and then flooding into this shaft. Mm -hmm. So they tried to seal off the coves, trying to build like barriers around the coves. That didn't work. Then they tried again with another tunnel. It's still flooded. So it was just failure after failure after failure with, with this company. Uh, all they kind of got to, uh, to do is verify that this is the hole everyone's digging in. So another company tried in 1866, failed. Another one tried in 1896 and also failed. Uh, the only thing that they discovered was they poured some red paint into this water and then monitored the ocean around the island to see what would happen, to see where the paint came out from. Oh, okay. To kind of give an idea of where is this water coming from. Yeah. And they determined three different spots around the island this water was coming in from. <laughs> so it's it's quite a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't drain three lakes. <laughs> well, the ocean. The ocean. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can't drain that. No, no they could like they could try and block them off, but there's probably other points too, right? Yeah. It's just it's coming from everywhere. And the idea I kind of looked into into the like geography, not geography, the physics. The stonework of it. The stonework, um, yeah. what's the term? Doesn't matter. Geology. Geology. Yeah, that's the word. I was so close with my word. Hey, it was good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciated the attempt. Thanks. The geology of the area, and they said that the salt water from the ocean can cause the the stone to like decay, mm. and then just it rushes just right through. Right. So over this eats the away. Yeah, over the time, it's just all kind of fed into the little narrow passages into this point. So it's it's tough to block off the water. Now we're into the 1900s. Just imagine all of the failures that died. All the people yes. that died failures. Yes, yes. Those poor, poor people. 1909 is when actually people do start dying, trying to dig this thing up. Oh, really? Yeah. No one died yet? I, I think, I'm not sure if there they was there was someone that died. I think 1800s, but most of them happened in 1900s. Yeah. Because they got a little more aggressive. 
But they probably also didn't really report shit back then as no. thoroughly as they probably did in the... No. So, 1909, Captain Henry Baldwin arrives at the island to try this again. So they were able to excavate down now 113 feet, and they sent divers down to look for the treasure. Right. Uh, the divers found nothing of interest, uh, and then they spent a total of four months on the island, and they left. Kind of waste of time, right? In 1928, so the, the reason there's a bit of a gap there is because there's a war. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the thing happened there that treasure hunting wasn't the most important thing. Yeah, it was uh, put on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 1928, a man named William Chapel heard about Oak Island and decided to try his own luck. Uh, while he did not find a treasure, he did find many artifacts around the island, including an axe, a pick, and an old anchor. One of the theories is that there's a ship underneath and that it's been like buried over time. Oh. That's why they found an anchor. But I, And that's maybe from all the wood. Oh, I see. Yeah, so what? Mm, okay, I get it. And maybe that's why when things collapsed, the ship just started collapsing. Yeah, and each oak panel is a different floor on the ship. It could be. That's, that's cool. That's one of the ideas, right? Or it could just be that there's just been wood. Maybe the ship is tilted or, or something, right? Right. But all they found so far, they did find some wood. I didn't talk to that yet. They found some wood that was from a ship, and they found an anchor. But, I mean, the island's been used for hundreds of years, so right. it could just be wood from a ship and an anchor. Right. Right. In 1965, Robert Dunfield tried again, and they were able to get down now into 134 feet. But he only had, he got a lease to do this, and his lease expired in, in 1966, and he left the island without any more treasure. It got deep, but they didn't find anything else. Mm. In 1971, so we're getting kind of close to modern day, yeah. the past 50 years, the Triton, Triton Alliance excavated the same tunnel, and they got down to 235 feet. Yeah, obviously. So you got, you got, they actually have, like, modern technology yeah. now. Right, yeah. Close to it, yeah. So they sent a camera down into the tunnel to see what they could find. And reportedly, they found uh, chests... Human remains, wooden cribbage, and tools. Cool. Great. Finally, something to verify there's yeah. something down here. Right. However, independent review of the footage determined that the images are too murky to determine if anything is actually in these shots. Of course. Yeah. Right. But before they could get back down there again to kind of continue the investigation, the excavation, the tunnel collapsed. And they were able to dig it to 181 meters down before they ran out of money. So they're pretty deep still, 181 meters. But they found, they supposedly found the stuff at 235. So they're about 50 meters away. So this is where we kind of get into the 2000s. <laughs> so this is when Rick and Marty Lagina, I got that wrong. That's okay. Uh, they got permission to begin excavating the tunnel. And uh, their efforts are documented in the television show, The Curse of Oak Island. Okay. It's on the History, History Channel. So they started the, channel, the show, I think, in 2016 or 2014. It's now in its ninth season. Still haven't found it. Oh. They're still digging. They're still looking. They still have followed a lot of leads into what this could be. Nine seasons. Nine seasons. Like that's a pretty wow. long show. That's like Friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think Big Bang Theory lasted twelve seasons. Yeah, this yeah. is getting into like you know. Anyway, it, it's probably frustrating too. A lot of years digging at this island to find nothing. Not for the producers of that show. <laughs> no, probably not. They're like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but they did find some interesting stuff. In the past couple of years of this of this show, and I'm gonna talk about some of the things they found. Okay. So one, they found some old coins. Okay, like like from the 1600s. Cool. So they were people from the time period that were there. Okay. They also found buttons and pottery, along with 16th and 17th century pickaxe that they determined came from England. That pickaxe kind of comes in later. Let me talk about some of the theories. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's also several pieces of wood discovered dated from the late 1600s to 1700s, which is the pieces of wood from the ships I was talking about. Right. And they also found some uh, human bones, uh, it says here, in season five. So if you want to binge watch the show, 
it's in season five, so don't or ex- skip. Yeah, just go to see, if you want to see Bones. Season, season five. five. Season five. Yeah. What's the show called again? Uh, it's called The Curse of Oak Island. The Curse of Oak Island on NBC on History Channel on History Channel. <laughs> okay, don't go on NBC. You won't find it. You will not find it there. So they were able to do some DNA testing on these pieces of bone, mm-hmm. and they determined that one of the bones comes from a European man uh, from the 1600s to 1700s. The other one comes from a Middle Eastern man mm. from the same time period. They were also able to determine that there was human activity on the island between 1674 and 1700. So around the time Captain Kip was alive and doing his thing mm-hmm. is when there was human activity on was there. Was it Kip or Kid? It was Kid. I'm sorry. sorry it was Captain okay. Kent. You're right. I misspoke. No, that's fine. Cap- I was just, I thought I didn't listen, no, which happens. You did. You did. Yeah, I misspoke. <laughs> so I mentioned the curse of Oak Island. Right. But I haven't talked about the curse itself. Oh. Well, because I don't know where it came from. Mm. And I've read and said, people all say the curse kind of originated in the 19th century, like the, the 1900s. I guess that'd be 20th century. It's a pretty recent idea, this curse. But the curse goes that no one will find the treasure until seven people have died. Okay. In the 1900s, six people died trying to find it. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well... The question is like, is... This is a billion dollars worth of gold or whatever it might be. Who's the lucky one <laughs> to just finish this, right? Right. It's been going on for a couple hundred years. We could just wrap it up now, right? But nobody wants to do that. Human so. sacrifices. That's <laughs> yeah. what we're going to have to do. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so that's the curse that once seven people die, they will find it. <laughs> that's so silly. <laughs> that makes like, because number one, who, like, like you said, who said that? Yeah, right. And... <laughs> And it was obviously said after six people died. It's like the same. It's like the same idea of people like, oh, we'll throw witches in the water, and if they drown, they're they're not witches. It's like it's like the same logic as that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only six people die, so obviously seven. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit the curse. Obviously, they say it's a curse, right? But I don't. How do you verify that? Right? Yeah. How you? Yeah. If it was written on a wall. Like a tablet wall, sure. <laughs> like the Mayan calendar. If it was concrete, not concrete, but you know, yep, yep. Mayan calendar, sure. That's actually a great intro into the next piece I have written down, which is when they were originally digging the tunnel and they found the old uh, wood at first and the and the fibers and everything. The McGinnis and his friends. Yeah. They did find that stone tablet I mentioned. Did I mention it? No. Oh, they they found a stone tablet. Okay. Uh, with markings on it. But uh, they didn't know what it was, so they kind of kept going, right? So over the years, this t- stone tablet from Oak Island has kind of been passed around. And uh, Can you imagine bringing that up? A big stone tablet taking it out of a hole? There's, there's actually pictures of it oh, on, really? online, yeah. That's there's. cool. Is it like in a museum or something? Or no? I don't know exactly where it is because it did move around a lot. Like right. it, it was at like the farm on the property. Mm-hmm. Then I heard it went to Halifax for a bit. Then cool. it was, like people looked at it and researchers looked at it. So I don't know exactly where it is now. It's like it's like the witch cage, kind of, but it's not haunted. It's just a piece of stone. <laughs> well, it could be haunted. It could be it could be part of the curse. Six people have died. <laughs> so uh, it has these ciphers on the stone, like symbols. And some people say, well, these are just natural scratches. It's not a real stone, okay. right? And some people say, well, no, this is actually legitimate, right? But this isn't English. What's on the stone? It is a code. So naturally, they figured it out. What the code says, right? The pirate code. Well. There's some talk, and I'll talk about it later, but some talk that 
Edgar Allan's Poe stories had the cipher in it, and they use it to solve the stone. Okay, which I, is weird. I see the rabbit holes you're right. talking oh, about here. I didn't even go down that one. I, I was know, like, but nope. like, oh nope. my god, Edgar Allan Poe is cool. I'm not gonna bring him to this anymore yeah. than just mention his name. So never more. They <laughs> never more. So they uh, they translated it, deciphered it. I guess the right word would be. And I have two decipherings here, right? But they're both similar, so we'll just kind of go with both of them. One of them is uh, ten feet below are two million pounds buried. Pretty clear. And people thought this was just like regular scratchings too. It's pretty clear what it yeah. says, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it is ciphered, but yeah. once you figure it out, it's like, oh, that's pretty obvious what okay. it says, right? And the other one isn't that much different. It says 40 feet below, two million pounds are buried. Oh. So similar, right? But they found this at the um, 90 feet mark. Okay. Which means it would either be at the 100 feet mark Right. Or the 130 feet mark, mm. and they passed both of those already. Right. So there's another theory of what the stone might say, and this one is like way out there. Yeah. But this is on the record, so I did my research. Right. <laughs> I'm going to include it. You gotta say it. Yeah. In the 19 in 1970, uh, there was a theory that the stone tablet was written in a language similar to Coptic, which is out of Egypt. Okay. Right. And this they say the stone because in in Egypt and with the hieroglyphics, it's like a single symbol can mean multiple words, right? So, like, it could be the sun has gone up. It's just one symbol. Or kind of think of, like, an emoji. Yeah. Mean a couple of things. So, mm -hmm. if you if we if we show a picture of the stone or people look it up online, there's not that many symbols, ciphers, I guess, on the stone. But this is a pretty long translation that he came right. up with. Right. Well, different symbols, I understand that. Yeah. They mean significantly long things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're learning Japanese. You can get that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One sure. word can mean a couple different words. One character means, like, uh, like samurai is one one small character. Yeah, yeah, big word. So the translation apparently of this tablet is, quote, I gotta get this right. To escape contagion of plague and winter hardships, he is to pray for an end or mitigation the erif, which is a weird sentence, but mm -hmm. then the people will perish in misery if they forget the Lord. Alas, mm, so alas. weird, right? Also weird to find a stone. 90 feet ground, 90 feet down with any inscription on it, let alone one that has some weird prophetic meaning. Mm -hmm. This translation doesn't have a lot of credit to it. A lot of people don't go with it, but it is one of the three translations they made from this stone. I see. So whatever, whoever made this stone, if this is correct translations, it's still wrong. They didn't find the treasure at these differences, right? Right. Right. So now I'll talk about what this treasure might be, because it could be Captain Kidd's treasure. Or it could be two million pounds of elephant meat. Yeah, true. It could be weight and not value. A good point. Yeah, because <laughs> just a little known fact: elephant meat decomposes. That's, yeah, that's why they wouldn't find it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My thought is: sure, they put it at hundred feet or whatever down, and it just sunk. Oh, ground shifts like crazy. Oh, right. For sure. And the fact that we already know this place has a like a water level to it, and things right. are already falling into it. Yeah, I could see a chest or whatever sinking down, mm -hmm. sinking the mud or, or decaying even. A lot can happen in like, what, 200 years? It took 100 years, yeah. From the time yeah. Captain Kip died right. to when they first started looking for it. Right. And a lot of stuff has happened since then. Which well, yeah, they only down. got down so far too because yeah. if it's at that one depth, where, like tablet depth, like even between them, like but they never got that far yet either. So it's just... Yeah. 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 Very cool. What are some of the theories of what this treasure might be? So the first one is that it belongs to Captain Kidd, who frequented the island a lot. Yeah. Also Blackbeard. 
Now, that only reason we have Blackbeard on the list is because he said he buried some treasure that's never been found. And he said, where none but Satan and myself can find it. So, it kind of fits the th idea. What's his name? Teach? Blackbeard's name? Yeah. He has a real name? That's <laughs> so. It's okay. What's Blackbeard's real name? <laughs> Edward Teach. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you knew that. I like pirates. Cool. Cool. So, okay, so that's one of them, is that it either belonged to Captain Kidd or it belonged to Blackbeard. Another uh, theory is that it belonged uh, to the Incas of South America, middle Mesoamerica, South America area, and they're trying to hide gold from the Spanish uh, conquistadors. Right. Uh, this idea, to me, was like that's kind of weird. Like that's nowhere close to Nova Scotia. Why would it be there? But the connection here is the coconut fibers because coconuts are down there. Mm -hmm. So it's whoever had the gold or whatever the treasure is had to have been down there prior to burying it. So that's kind of the connection that. That's the closest place with his coconuts, apparently. The other theories, those quick ones, but we've got the more deeper ones, is that it was British gold, or Spanish gold, or French gold. Okay, so don't know exactly whose gold it is, but that's the idea. Could be Incan, French, Spanish, French, British. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Gold. Gold's gold. Gold's gold, right? It doesn't really matter where it's from. <laughs> so the other theory, and I don't know what left field this one came out of, but it has some weight to it, is that it's actually the, the works of Francis Bacon. Do you know Francis Bacon? Is he related to Kevin Bacon? No, I don't know. Maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't know. I didn't know who he was either. The name Bacon sounds familiar, right? But I was like, who is this guy, right? The idea here, and this is the rabbit hole, <laughs> and maybe you remember this in school, uh, is that the actual identity of William Shakespeare is debated. Yeah, some people think it's a, a conglomerate of multiple different people, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of these people being our dear friend, Francis Bacon. Mm. So the idea here is that Francis wrote down his actual works, which would later be published as William Shakespeare, and he buried them on this island. Now, the the basis of this, besides just like crazy left field nonsense, right, is that Francis Bacon used to experiment with the idea of preserving documents in mercury so he could put underwater. So we got some, okay, sure, all right, but the the extra little bit here is that when they're excavating it, they found vials that used to hold mercury. Mm. Mercury isn't that common naturally, right? Especially right. in vials. So, okay, sure, right? Got a little bit there, but that's not that much to work with. The next one is that Bacon's understudy. Did I write down his name? No, of course I didn't write down his name. Was uh, also successful. His kind of his big thing was uh, recovering items from flooded mines in the UK. And he worked alongside Cornish, Cornish miners. Now, one of the pickaxes they found was a Cornish pickaxe. So you got the mercury, you got the tools, you got the low time location. Okay, sure. Like, it, it could be the actual documents from who was actually William Shakespeare, but that's kind of out, out there. Right. Right. So we'll kind of keep going. Yeah. And also, who would who would dig that far just for that? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care enough about William Shakespeare to dig a giant hole. <laughs> yeah. Like how how up your own ass do you have to be to think I'm gonna bury these because someone's gonna want to dig? Oh, sorry. H hundreds of people are going to want to dig over a course of two two centuries to dig up my my work. Yes. No. Yes. No, Mr. Bacon. No. That's one of the theories. I the, see. The other one, um, which this one to me has a little more weight to it, although there's not like a direct connection. So during the French Revolution, Mary, uh, uh, was it uh, Marie Antoinette, mm -hmm. in her famous line, uh, if you didn't want 
of bread, let them eat cake. Yeah, let them eat cheesecake. I think it was the actual term, Kevin. But continue. Well, she didn't say any of that. It was like propaganda. But Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. See, I, do you actually know what the actual thing is of that? And is it quick? Because I don't want to like... I, I just know it was like uh, French propaganda before they like stormed the... Uh, right, so she probably Versailles. didn't say that at all. No. Yeah. I think it's supposed to show how out of touch she was with the common folk. I see. The execution of her and uh, her, of the king, whose name I forget, but it doesn't matter. They knew stuff was happening because the revolution had already begun. People were already starting to get executed. The guillotine was already introduced. This was something that was already happening. So uh, the story goes that Marie Antoinette uh, asked her, uh, got maiden here, but I think she was like a lady who helped around the place, to take her jewelry, her gems, and run. And the idea here is that when they actually did storm the, uh, when they got to the Versailles and they stormed it, the jewelry was gone. The gems were missing. Mm-hmm. And they captured Marie Antoinette. She did not have it with her. Mm. So this is actually a mystery of what happened to her jewels. But it's not a Canadian mystery, so we don't care too much about that. We're not digging into that. She's not Canadian. We don't nah, care. I don't care. The story goes that her maid, or whoever it was, that she gave the jewels to, she fled from Versailles to London, and then London to Canada, and then to Nova Scotia, where she buried it. Okay. The jewels are missing, sure, okay, and there could be a connection there because the new France was kind of connected to France at the time, and right. we're guessing not, not yet, but they give us, okay, sure, all right, it's not out of the question, but it is kind of, and does show, kind of show the value of it, it would be two million pounds. All right, so the next one is one I have the most about, and this is the one that is really out there, but it has a little bit of things to it, too, a little more ground than, than the other ones. How familiar are you with the Knights Templar? The Knights Templar, yeah, the the religious knights that went around and killed people. You're thinking the the Crusades. Oh right, Knights Templar, Knights Templar. They had they magical powers and they shot holiness out of their fingertips. I don't know. Okay, that's all right. So I didn't dig too much in this guy. I know them a bit and I didn't want to write it down. But the Knights Templar were created to kind of go back to Jerusalem and uncover like the Ark of the Covenant. So their whole thing was they left. I think they came from France. They went down to Jerusalem. They did excavations and they found supposedly the Ark of the Covenant which then took back up to France. Okay. And they were holy knights that then people didn't like because they were so powerful. They got, they kind of got dissolved. And, and that's it. One of the stories goes, because, you know, there's always talk about what, who found the new world before Columbus, right? There's the Vikings. Leif Erikson was here first, right? Yeah. Uh, there's also talk about, some people say the Chinese were here first. Which would make sense. Because it's a lot closer, I think, that way than from, like, all the way over. Although Greenland's not that far from Canada, but still, it's, like not the way you'd go if you're trying to go to Europe. Yeah, and Greenland's, like, I, I don't know. It's not very big at all. No. <laughs> Yet the maps, it looks very big. <laughs> so the idea that, you know, Columbus was the first European here was, it's kind of, it's not debated. It was, everyone kind of agrees on it, but there's been a lot of claims that others have been here before him. Mm-hmm. One of these claims was Prince Henry Sinclair. So he claims that he was here with the Knights Templar in the year 1398, which is about 100 years before Christopher Columbus came over. And there's a couple things to say that that is true. There is a castle in Nova Scotia, the ruins of a castle that they believe belonged to the Knights Templar. And it's not that far, a different island than Oak Island, but it's in Nova Scotia. The other one is that while they were doing this uh, excavation of this of this pit, they found a 12th century cross crucifix. So that's much earlier than Captain Kidd. Uh, would, would, would fit the timeline of uh, Henry Sinclair, Prince Sinclair. Uh, there's also the story of indigenous people in the area saying that there was a spirit, an individual called the, the Gluskap. They thought of as maybe a god or something else. So they thought that could have been a European person. Because it would have been still 300 years since the Vikings had come over. Mm. So it, it wouldn't have forgotten, but it wouldn't be like 
who, what is this white person walking around? Okay, so there's lots of indigenous talk too about this potential European. There's also the talk that there were uh, letters written around 1400 talking about the discovery of this new world and what they saw. That, and these letters were sent to Italy. So there's some talk, some debated talk about if these letters are legitimate, but there's a lot of kind of things that kind of fit with this time period. Now, this is where the rabbit hole really goes down okay <laughs> so sure okay maybe someone was here before christopher columbus not out of the question maybe he had gold maybe he had templar gold okay, a little bit out of the question but okay sure but the real connection here goes to scotland uh with scotland. a with a place called Roslyn chapel Roslyn chapel have you heard of it no no i'm actually not sure if it's in ireland or scotland we'll say scotland and some of my calls out on it but i'm pretty sure it's in scotland when the uh church of england was established and they were Anglican, and they wanted to kick out all the Catholics. Okay, if you quick history, it was like the king wanted to get divorced. The church said no. He said, "Fine, I'll make my own church, new church." Okay, Church of England was created. Okay, that's how how it went. Fine, I'll make what my own. Great, what a rich history! <laughs> that was a lot of history here in a couple words. Uh, what the British English did to get rid of the Catholics is that they went through England into Scotland and destroyed all the Catholic churches. That's why if you ever go over there, they have lots of these old abbeys, ruined abbeys. Those are what they used to be. Mm. These Catholic churches. So when these, uh, when the British, the English, I guess, got to Roslyn Chapel, they were met by several Knights Templar. And they said, I'm not sure exactly the words, but pretty much not this one. Mm. And they said, okay. And they kept going. So to think that you'd stopped like the, the British army with a couple of guys who said, not this one, they listened to you. Why? Right? So the Roslyn Chapel, and it, that is a rabbit hole I didn't want to get into because I, I know a, bit, a lot about it already. <laughs> but one of the things about it is that it questions a lot of what we know of modern history. Now the now this, the church, I'm going to get this year right. I didn't put down. Let's say 1490, okay? Let's sure. say 1490. Let's say 1490. 1492. Because 92 is when Christopher Columbus found the New World. Not bef then before that. It was it was discovered. It was built, finished before he discovered the New World. But one of the carvings in the in in the Roslyn Chapel is of corn. The band. No. But no, they found carvings of the vegetable corn, mm. which doesn't seem like a big deal, except there's no corn in Europe. <gasps> Oh, damn. Corn originated from Mesoamerica. Right. So why is there a carving Maze. of corn? Yes, yeah. Why is there a carving of corn in the Roslyn Chapel, built before they discovered the New World? Weird. And the grandson of Prince Sinclair is the one who built Roslyn Chapel. So that's a thing. If, if he hadn't found the New World, why is there New World imagery in this chapel? I see. Right. So the theory is that Prince Sinclair was part of the Templars and that they hid either the Holy Grail, or the Ark of the Covenant in Oak Island in this pit. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool one. Yeah, right? And that's it. There's, because they never found anything to really verify these claims. Right. Right? They, because they never seen any treasure, but they found, they found coins, they found some ship parts, they found some claims, right? But it could be anything here from Captain Kidd's treasure. Right. To Incan treasure, to, because of the coconut stuff, to stuff from the Knights Templar, to uh, Mary Antoinette's gem, gems. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, and you could see like from the stone tablet they found, from some of the things they found on the island, I didn't get into it, that there's a lot of a lot of imagery here that could be taken different ways, right? You even got the idea of um, Shakespearean writing. Right. Right. Yeah, and Mercury. Yeah, so what do you think? Well, I, one question is, so when that company dug the multiple holes around the hole, yeah. did they also encounter planks? They did. Okay, so... If that is the case, I would say either Captain Kidd, Viking Boy, Sinclair, 
any one of those people ran a ship abroad, like ran a ship aground, the ground shifted, filled over top of it, or maybe that was covered in water. I don't know. I don't know anything about the the actual geography of the area. Yeah. But what? Why not just literally? This is not even a cool answer. It's what if they had that tablet they found at a separate spot that said this stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at this tablet. Let's go back there and, and get the treasure later on. Had it in the ship. Ship ran aground. Yeah. And then ship got buried. And now later on, us, we're digging through the ship and we find the tablet and be like, oh, there must be treasure underneath. No, maybe that tablet's from a different spot that they took on the ship. Yeah. And that's just what you found. That's a good point. The tablet might not be the right spot. Hmm. Yeah. Good right. point. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly it, it didn't, it lied. Right. It's, right. It's not following what it said. So, so like on the most logic I can think of is those planks, they're from ships. Ship had things in it like a tablet and pottery. Mm -hmm. You know, why mm -hmm. would, why would there be pottery in there any other way? Obviously, yeah. you're going to need utensils on a ship. Yeah. To me, I don't understand why anyone's like <laughs> debating this. I think I figured it out. Why are we having this show? Cancel the show. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. You. What about you? <laughs> and so I like the idea of it being connected to Rosalind Chapel. Right. I like that. The whole like Freemasons or Templar thing. I like mm -hmm. that. I also, uh, I kind of like the idea of it being Marie Antoinette's gems, jewels, because mm. I think that's a nice kind of finish to that story. Right. Uh, that's going to explain the wealth attached to it because it's like a specific, specific amount of money. I don't think it's William Shakespeare's writings because that's I. like uh, boring. Yeah. It's lame. Boring. <laughs> lame. <laughs> it can't be true because it's boring. <laughs> but honestly, I don't think anything's there. Nah. I think they're digging for, for no reason. I agree. Because, like, yeah, sure, they found some stuff, but if you dig deep enough, you'll find anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, the coconut fibers are a weird twist. Yeah, but again, like, maybe that ship just came from somewhere yeah. where there is coconut fibers. That's Maybe that's where they found the tablet. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, I think it's nothing there. I think it's just they're just digging. But we can still hope. Yeah, maybe. The TV series. I'm sure History Channel hopes they'll find something. <laughs> not on NBC. No, not, not on NBC. Awesome. That's awesome. I love pirates, man. It was a cool one. I wish there was more pirate stuff in it, That's but okay. it's okay. <laughs> How much pirate stuff really happens in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was the like the ones around uh, St. Lawrence River and stuff. Cool. But yeah, pirates, especially when we talk about more Caribbean, Mediterranean. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah there weren't runs up here, but it was. it's different. Cool. So hope you enjoyed that one. I did. It really kind of did. It was a great birthday gift. Thank you. I know it wasn't technically true crime, but it was kind of property hey. theft. Hey. <laughs> It's we still do mysteries too. Yeah, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, we actually got tagged in a lot of true crime stuff on Instagram. Are you and serious? On Twitter, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Been. So we got some true crime content coming still. Was there any like comments that you can think of? Anyone left or? We got some comments on um this was the Tamara Keepness one. Yeah. One of the things that people that shocked people a lot was the idea that she never existed. Right. Yeah, that was kind that of shocked like, me too. A lot of people. Maybe, I thought it was common, a common theory, but a lot of people didn't know that. So we mm. got some comments on that. Because it totally makes sense with the twin. Like, mm -hmm. We got some comments, too, about the one up in Martinsville. Cool. Some people still say, like, the police were behind it, that they knew what was going on. It was, it was just... Granger Taylor one has blown up on YouTube. Really? I think it has, like, 800 views or something oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's huge. Dope. And I know last podcast, we had just cracked 1,000. But I think this time, we're around 1.7 thousand listens on our podcast already. So that blew up. 1.7. Wait, yeah, so 1,700. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, like you're saying it in millions terms 1.7 thousand that's awesome that's huge almost double our, our listens in like a couple weeks that's increments baby yeah increments 
And we're also now on Amazon on their podcast. Oh, on the uh, Alexa. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, that's not. It's not too bad. I remember when I uh, did my other podcast. You you need to have a good name that's easy to say mm. in the voice recognition, yeah. or it's like difficult. I also learned there's another podcast. I think they're called Canadian Unsolved Mysteries, or they're, they're our name, but a little bit different. Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to do something with them sometime. Cool. I don't know where they're based out of, though, but we were both taking on the same thing on Twitter. I'm like, oh, there's another one of us. Look at that. Look at that. That's awesome. Unsolved Canada or something like that. I see. Did you enjoy this story? I did. Thank you, Kenton. Oh, you're welcome. It's wonderful. I don't know what we'll talk about next week, next time. Uh, I have some ideas, kind of. I know we were taking the message about aliens. Yeah. Yeah, we won't do that one. We'll do the rest of the true crime and then go back. we could do aliens if you want, dude. (laughs) I do. Maybe find a true crime that involves aliens. That would impress me. Okay. Besides Granger Taylor, I'll find another one. Yeah. But we got a couple. We were tagged in some murders and stuff, so we got some good ones coming. Murdered by aliens. Find me that. (laughs) (laughs) Do what I can. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This has been Unsolved Canadian Mysteries. I am Kenton DeYoung, and this is my co-host, Dylan Berman. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook. No. We're not on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and all over the place. YouTube as well. Thank you again for listening, and have a good night.